My Money and Me every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome back to My Money and Me. My next guest is Ashley Rapala, better known as Shimza. And he has made a transition from uh, an industry young blood to a leading light of the global Afro house scene at almost breakneck speed. He started as young as 15 and he's making waves. He's even gotten into the restaurant industry. A very good evening to you, Shimsa. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, man. Good evening to you and your listeners. So... Let's before we get into because this is new additions, right? You getting into the restaurant industry. I want to know about you being in the music business. When did this start? Um, I've got here that you were—I think you were 15 when you started. Is that right? I, I got into business. I got into DJing around 15, but the business side of DJing—I can even say maybe five, six years ago. That's okay. So, well, what are you now? Thirty-five, thirty-six years? No, I'm thirty-two. You're thirty-two. Oh my God! I just made you older overnight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're fairly young, and you got into this. Tell me about it. How did you actually start? You said you started with DJing. How did you make the transition? Was was I mean, was DJing just a uh, passion? Something that you just enjoyed? Yeah, it was something that I think. Um I really enjoyed when I was still coming up. You know, I grew up when YFM was like um, a big thing. You mm-hmm. know, they were playing new music, mixes, and it was such a vibrant and very youthful station, you know. So I used to be a very big fan of that because of my brother and obviously my surroundings, which is Tembisa, you know. So while while listening to all those mixes, I got to understand the different types of music that were played on the station. And I guess that's how I got to get into the whole DJing and understanding what it means when a DJ is playing and just when a normal CD is just playing, you know. And then how did you make the transition? So then, I mean, obviously it wasn't a difficult transition. You were still in the business, but then you went into the music business producing. Yeah, I mean, I started producing music because that was a natural progression Mm -hmm. from just being... I started off with... um, obviously polishing up my DJ skills so that I'm I'm good at that, you know, and from being a DJ, you need to start making music so that you can travel far, you know. Um, the, the music obviously travels more than you just being a DJ. So instead of you just DJing in South Africa, your music could be playing in Portugal, you know. Mm-hmm. So I started making my own music and that's how um, I started growing, obviously, in the industry doing um, compilations with Soul Candy, you know, and obviously working with them. So I think from just being a DJ, um, transitioning into being a producer um, was was a natural progression, if I can put it that way. And when did you start making money? It depends what money is. Did you, you know? make any money as a DJ? Did you earn anything? Um, whilst you were still a DJ or was it only yeah, after I mean, your... You, hmm? for, for my age and where I was in my career, um, making 200, 300 bucks, uh, spending half of that buying music and and half of that uh, buying airtime mm-hmm. for me was, was cool around that time, you know. And obviously as you grow, as you get more music, as you get more gigs, 
your 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 price as a DJ then goes up a bit, and you can now start buying your own bedding at home. You know, <laughs> taking yourself to school. You know, so yeah. it it was a very gradual um, escalation, if I can put it that way, because I never got into the industry and was fortunate to have that one big song that blew me up and then mm. um, I was booked left, right and center. I, I started gradually, man. Like, I know how to pay for a hundred grand, a thousand bucks and like to where I am now, you know. So, you see, I was asking, when did you start making money? I was still getting to the part of when did you start getting rich? <laughs> I'm not rich. I'm still not rich. You know, I think at a point that I'm at in my life right now, I'm, I, I still consider myself as building, you know, mm. and that's why I don't, I don't, I don't sit back and say, okay, I've got money, um, let me just uh, relax and, and enjoy the money, you know. I keep putting my money that I'm making from my DJ and from my music into other businesses so that in the next coming 10 years, I can be in that position to say, okay, I've set up so many things when I still had the energy and I was still relevant and now I can relax and start enjoying the the benefits of the business side of things, you know. But for me, I, I take my music and my DJing and the access that the DJing is giving to me to set up other income streams because we all know that DJing is like playing soccer, you know. Mm. You're relevant today and tomorrow you might not be, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. And I don't take advantage of the position that I am right now, you know, when I'm still young, I'm still fresh, I can still think and and not be taken by by the things that are happening around me, you know. Just pushing myself to always think beyond the boundaries and and create a lot of things around me mm. that can make well taken care of. Oh yes, of course. I mean, you know, we must never rest on our laurels. I mean, you seem yeah. to be very smart when it comes to the thinking around your money and how you build yourself um, and you thinking of your future. Who shaped your views around money? Where did where did that come from? I, I, I don't think I've got anyone that has ever sat me down and told me about um, how to build and whatnot. You know, mm-hmm. I look at everything that happens around me, you know, and I always ask myself, if someone else is doing great um, in life, what is stopping me from doing that? And most of the time, you find that the only thing that's stopping you from progressing into a certain aspect in your life is the fact that you yourself doubt yourself. You yourself don't challenge yourself as much to go through Mm. and pull through through whatever um, idea you have, you know. Um, sometimes all it takes is for you to just be persistent in yep. the idea that you have and you'll and you'll see the the rewards you know uh, some people do that with music you know you you make mistakes you you put out bad music and you grow from that because you're learning you know and when you've learned uh, enough you then become a business if I can put it that mm. way you know so I'm just persistent in the fact that I want to build stuff. So when I see an opportunity, I put in my energy into making sure that it's well established and well positioned. And then from then on, I, I just hope that the running of whatever I've set up will, will, will bear the fruit, you know.
You obviously have all of these plans and you are now diversifying. Tell me a little bit about these restaurants that you um, are opening. I think you've just opened a new one. It's called Fridays. Yeah, I mean, the, the restaurant business, actually Fridays was, was existent before mm-hmm. Hangout, which was my first uh, restaurant that I opened. So the Fridays restaurant is is was owned by my partner at Hangout. Okay. So when we established Hangout together, after now it's been two years, you know, and the business has been doing well, I then bought into the Fridays restaurant so that we own both restaurants together, you know. So for me it was a natural progression because the 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 Tembisa side of things is where I always want to start everything that I do. Any business that I do, I want to start it in my community because I feel like the foundation there is is solid. You know, I get the support that I need mm. from there. I can make mistakes there and people understand the fact that I'm still building. You know, once that was um, sought after and, and solid, then I could look into focusing on another issue on which was Friday. And the nice thing about that is that it was a, a restaurant that was already working with systems that we took from there into Hangout, you know. So it it, it was not like a, a big move. It was just a business decision to say, okay, cool. I've got this experience from this side. Let me take some of what I'm making this side and put it into the other restaurant, you know, so that we can have um, everything in one umbrella. So, yeah, man, I think it's it's quite interesting that I'm in this space right now. And the fact that I can still link the food and drinks side of things into the entertainment um, that I'm, I'm I'm vastly exposed to is quite amazing because during the week, I also want to sit and have meetings with people at mm-hmm. a restaurant and I can take those people to my restaurant. And then on weekends, I can still be the same person that DJs at the restaurant, you know. So mm. it's, quite a, it's quite interesting how things are turning out. But I think most of the things that are happening are because you we had we had a time to sit back and think about what we want to achieve in life during lockdown, you know. And for some of us, I think it really pushed our brains to think beyond just what we need, you know. Um, and yeah, I'm here now. You know, you know I, I was just going to say, I mean, running a restaurant on a normal basis is uh, very difficult. Um, uh, uh, I'm assuming that you have managers that are running, but it is a very difficult business to be in and it needs it needs constant attention. Having to go through COVID and with all the lockdowns and the restrictions and the bans on alcohol, how did you get through this time? Um, I think business as a whole is is honestly all about systems. You know, if you if you've got the right systems in hand mm-hmm. and and people that you've put there that you've tried and tested and you and you trust then it's easier for you to concentrate on other things and not be say hundred percent full time in the in the in the business, you know. So for for us to go through lockdown is the fact that we understood that the first two to three years of a business is obviously to set up, make mistakes, fail 
um, and and polish yourself, you know. And after the two years, then you can start making money. We like we've been putting money into the into the restaurants and not making as much. But we don't look at it as a as a money making business. But for me, it's a it's a it's there as a as a as a business to make profit. But it's more for the access that it it opens up for other things that we do. You know, so um, it's it's beyond just selling food. You know, it's other things that we can we can be exposed to through the entertainment and the restaurant business. That we have. I hear you, but I mean, at the end of the day, you still need to pay rent. You need to pay all your operating expenses. You need yes. to pay staff. I mean, was was that was that tough for you? While you know yeah, the industry I mean, was 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 restricted. It was bad. I won't mm, lie. You know, mm. it, it was really bad. Where um, I was fortunate to have a TV show that could give me a, a, some sort of income during that time, you know, and I had to make sure that I balanced that income that I'm having mm. um, through that TV show to sort of spread it amongst the restaurants, you know. Um, I mean, we, we had to close, and for the first couple of months, we we were able to pay our staff, you know, but at some point, like, our, our pockets, ran very dry and mm. I think our employees were very understanding to say, you know what, these people really tried to, to to meet us halfway and right now they can't anymore, you know. And every time when we, we went a level down, we would obviously ease back into it, employ a bit less people but maybe rotate some of them, you know. So it was not really about us making any profit but just to make sure that the business is still there and the people that are working for us, at least have something mm. to go on with, you know. Look, it's a it's a tough juggling act, um, and it's um, you you have your hands in various different things. I mean, you talk about TV, you talk about music. There's restaurants. Um, who manages Shimza, or does Shimza manage all of this? I have a lady called Malena that 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 ah. works. Yes, yeah. she she's been with me for the past. Um, eight years now, mm-hmm. so she understands the business side of of Shimda from mm. from eight to you know. So I'm able to say to Malena, uh, Malena, this is what I want to do. Please mm. put together a document that's going to speak to this and that. Because I'm a I'm a creative, I'm a thinker. Yeah. But it's so important to have that one person that you can trust to take care of everything um, for you and you will still, you know, check in every now and then, but they need to take care of you and your interests. Very quickly, last question, we're running out of time. Your lesson. What is the most important lesson that you've learned in all of this that you want to share? You've only got it like 20 seconds. Yeah, the lesson that I've always learned about business and even in my teaching is the fact that we should never think things are for other people. If you have an idea and if you think you can achieve something, you must go for it because things are out there for everyone. Great stuff. We'll leave it there. Thank you so much for giving us your time this evening and I wish you all the best with all your endeavors. Shimza there joining us and of course, you know, he has his hands in everything, but um, you've got to listen to this Afro house music that I think is just what's making him so great. Thank you so much for listening to me. This was My Money and Me. I'll be back again next Tuesday at 8 p.m.
Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.